surprised by internal righteousness, surprised by Bethlehem star. Do you know that salvation is act actually having the star of Bethlehem enter your heart? Called the bright morning star, Jesus Christ, the solar system of the third heaven? Jeez, what kind of Christianity are these people practicing? Well, not biblical Christianity, that's for sure. It's not based on third heaven glory, it's based on second heaven sorcery. That's literally what's wrong with everybody. Their Christianity is not based on third heaven glory, but second heaven sorcery. You notice that? Well, you are now. Glory. If you actually practice true Christianity of the star of Bethlehem, of the internal sun, Psalms 94 verse 1, God is the sun. Amen? You guys believe the Bible? Bright morning star? When the morning stars rejoiced? Revelation 22, I'm the roots of David and the bright morning star? You guys practice internal Christianity, the Christ in you, the hope of your soul coming out of Satan and realizing the glory? Colossians 1.27, the hope that your soul comes out of Galatians 3.1, bewitchment, and realizes the glory? Have you realized the glory of the internal sun? Have you attached your brain to the third heaven? Are you still living an animal life? See, that's why it's like the days of Noah, Jesus Christ, red letters. Because they'll all be okay with living an animal life in false Christianity. Isn't that the truth? That ain't Christianity. There's no such thing as Christianity serving in buildings made by human hands. There's no such thing as Christianity of a Jesus of the external stars, of, you know, raise up your hands to heaven. Or, I mean, that is just not in the Bible. Put your hand on your belly and put your hand on heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. That's how bewitched people are. You'll know them. They'll be like, put your hands into heaven. What? Well, the Bible teaches that Christ in me is heaven. What, who am I raising my hands to? An external Jesus? An external glory? Why am I serving the angels that bewitch? Hmm. Still serving religious angels, even in the charismatic church, and people are so bewitched, people are so confused right now, that they come around the tenfold, and the tenfold mocks the sixtyfold, and they got a seventyfold that's trying to help the sixtyfold, and the tenfold looks at the seventyfold and be like, yep, condemn the charismatic church. Charismatic church is the best it's ever been. You're just clueless. You're like tenfold. The charismatic church is the best it's ever been, but how many of y'all know that the best is the enemy of that which is perfect, which is an apostolic glory that shakes everything that can be shaken. It's called the mountain of transfiguration where there's no shelters. That's the promised land, and that's when you come out of sixtyfold into a hundredfold. Hundredfold is Christ in you. Hundredfold is coming out of externalism and being 100% internal, practicing the Son of Righteousness inside your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, you'd be lucky to find one in a million Christians on planet Earth that practice 1 Corinthians chapter 6, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You'll, you'd be lucky to find one out of a million right now in 2019 in the world. One out of a million that actually practice your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and from your belly proceeds the rivers that make God God. He enforces the kingdom of heaven by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the atmosphere of heaven, the glory of heaven, the throne of God and the Lamb, 
and the river is the trinity of Revelation 22.1 that's in you, the Godhead in you. Colossians 2.10, the Godhead is fully in you. You're made full of the Godhead when you're born again. Colossians 2.10, it is written. So you're like looking for it on the outside, bewitched. That's religion, that's fallen angel activity. Did God really tell you that what he gave you was not enough? People are like, I need more anointing. I need more God. You don't. You don't need more anointing. You don't need more God. You need revelation to Christ in you. Revelation renews your mind to the Godhead within your spirit. You're bewitched, Christians. You're bewitched. Mega, mega, mega bewitched. You don't need more God. You don't need more anointing. You don't need anybody to pray for you. You need revelation to wake up to the Godhead package of salvation in your spirit the day you're born again. And if you didn't have a real born again experience and it was just like, I've always been a Christian and it's just been a religious demon in me the whole time, well then humble yourself and have a born again experience, which is called jumping in the river. Get your mind in the river. Return to the river. And the river is in you. The river comes out of your belly. Comes out of your belly. Amen. John 7:38 in the King James Version says, Belly. Belly, belly, belly. It's important. It's very important. Otherwise, you'd be trying to work within your own flesh. The flesh counts for nothing. What are you doing working within the flesh of your heart? That's not your spirit. Your spirit is in your wind, in your belly. Amen? The flesh counts for nothing. And we're trying to count our flesh for something. We're trying to work within our flesh. We're trying to work within our brain matter. We're trying to work within our quartz crystal silica brain matter. We're trying to work within our blood. We're trying to work within our heart. We're trying to work within our flesh. And how many of y'all know that's witchcraft and sorcery? That's religion. We don't work in the flesh. We're not witches. We work in the spirit. We work in the river. Problem is, is we're so bewitched, we don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. We don't even know the Holy Spirit. We're like those people in Acts where it's like, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. All we've received is John's baptism. And we speak in tongues, but we barely know the Spirit. We practice gifts, but we barely know the Spirit. We barely know the river. Ezekiel 47, right? Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. And then I saw a river that no one could cross. The Bible says, and no one can cross the river. So you got all these people ankle deep. I mean, just millions. You got tens of millions, twenties of millions of Christians ankle deep. Nobody's doubting your fire insurance. If you were to die today, you'd be in heaven instantly. That's awesome. But let's go a little deeper. We go knee deep. Ooh, wow. Oh, so I speak in tongues, I interpret tongues, I prophesy, and I'm accurate. And I'm knee deep. Waist deep. Now it's starting to hit my loins. When it's waist deep, that's serious. That's when you're walking in purity, walking in holiness, you're tasting the glory. Amen? It's really starting to do something in your DNA. Waist deep. Ezekiel 47, waist deep in the river. And then you come to the place where no one can cross. That's where a lot of people turn back. Because flesh and blood cannot cross the river. And that next level is your total death and destruction of your animal nature, and you'll never live a human life again. Because no human being can cross the river. It's the full sacrifice daily of your flesh and blood. I've done it 20 years ago. 
I dove right in. The day I was born again, God did it to me because he knew I was desperate and I wanted it. He bred the desires of my heart. So I'm telling you, most Christians haven't even come to waist deep, let alone to the place where no man can cross. And they're like, well, I can cross. No, you can't cross. You're a servant of the fallen angels if you think you can cross. <laughs> That's the thing, too. We come to waist deep, and we have built just billion-dollar industry at the waist deep. It is a... I mean, you have you cannot emphasize this enough because that's why really people go waist deep. The charismatic church is waist deep, and it's good. I mean, up to the waist is literally perfection. You got to understand that the up to the waist deep is perfection. No one's attacking the Holy Spirit of God. No one's attacking the river of God. What we're trying to do is get you fully baptized into the river that no human being, no animal blood, no animal flesh can cross. So you can live 100% divine, 100% underwater, in the Father's ability, in the practicing of righteousness. That's where you're going. And you got to be bold and courageous to jump in because you're going to die. You, There's no doubt about it. You come to the waist deep, you know no human being can go any deeper. No man can cross. That's what scripture says, using those words. And I came to a level in the river that no human being can cross. And if you're not willing to sacrifice your human being nature, you will stay mostly exposed to the fallen angels. I mean, still half of that person is outside the river, and it's like, well, I'm saved. How dare you threaten me with going any deeper? It goes, no man can cross that. Well, what is it going to take to get you to cross and die and come into the hundredfold and come into the glory and come into the promised land where no flesh and blood has any movement or any say? The beasts of the bottomless pit and all the blasphemy that comes out of the flesh and blood nature that's not baptized doesn't exist in this realm that I live in. It doesn't exist at all. If you go all the way and completely drown and die to your human nature and to your bloodlines and to your animal soul and to your animal brain and you start living underwater in the hundredfold glory realm, guess what? No warfare. Now that doesn't mean that your, your wife or your husband or your kids aren't going to be totally exposed. So you're going to have to really learn how to love like God loves because a lot of people will just really start attacking you. They'll think you're prideful because you're actually just beginning to operate like God the Father. You're beginning to operate like God the Father because you're baptized in the glory of the Father of glory and you have the wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of Him without measure. In that realm where no human flesh can cross, you have wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in you without measure. That's how we have new and fresh manna and revelation every day that's like the most extreme revelation that anyone's ever heard is because we live in this realm. I don't live in a human realm. I don't live at waist-deep levels. I live completely underwater for decades. Decades. And most of the people that come, they come to the river and they'll be like ankle-deep, knee-deep, waist-deep, and they'll be like, oh, I give up on the drunk glories ever. No, you just haven't given up on your human nature yet. You haven't given up your bloodlines yet. You haven't given up Babylon the Great yet. You're not all in. You still harbor idolatry and immorality inside you, and you're not willing to cross. Mm. 
So true. Very few people are willing to cross, but guess what's going to happen? The pressure of the witchcraft, of the sorcery, of the fallen angels will be so extreme upon your brains and upon your blood that you'd be like, well, if I don't cross, I'm going to die of the devil anyway, so I might as well just go into the river. And guess what? All he's going to do is heal you. All he's going to do is prosper you. I know the plans I have for you to prosper you. They're always for good and never for evil. They're for a hope and a future. Why are we scared of the river? Because we still love the world. Remember Lot's wife. That's exactly what it is. There's still pulls in your heart and pulls in your mind to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. We're still worldly. We're worldly. And even the greatest, and this is where it gets crazy, where it's like, how can it be that deceiving? Well, it is. It is. Even the greatest, I'm telling you, are still tremendously struggling against the red dragon. The red dragon is the realm of all religions of externalism where you could be the greatest apostle of the charismatic church of all time and still have 40% red dragon above your head and you haven't overcome the stars that fell from heaven. That's how deceiving the curse of the fall of Babylon the Great actually is. How can it be? Way steep, and we don't have revelation. It's going to take sonship level, level revelation. It's going to take humility and understanding there's more than the shelters we built for Elijah, Moses, and Christ. Amen? For the apostolic, for Moses, and for the prophetic, for Elijah, and for Christ. Christian, Christian churches everywhere. There's more than what we've built. And we've even used the Holy Spirit to build. We have, but there's been mixture. There's been mixture. Sixty-fold has so much mixture. And God the Father has set it up this way. God's not confused. God knew there would be a mixture of human blood and the river building all Christianity for 2,000 years. The Father is so genius, it's ridiculous. God the Father is so genius. When you get a, a grid for the Father's intelligence burning through your heart and animal soul and begin to operate out of the intelligence of the mind of Christ out of your belly instead of the stupidity of the religious demon out of the brain, you will see your Father is a genius. Genius. And that's why you got to trust Him. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path because we are coming out of the curse of the fall and leaning on our own intelligence which is nothing less than chimpanzee. A human being's brain only has 3% more brain activity than a chimpanzee. It's true. Because of the curse of the fall, it's true. Now, a renewed mind, you start to go past 10, 11, 12. Bob Jones said when you get to 17% of the renewing of your mind, of your brain tapped into the Father in you who does the works instead of you doing the works instead of externalism, internalism, and you start practicing 1 Corinthians chapter 6, your temple is the Holy Spirit controlled instead of fallen angel spirit controlled, that's when your brain will actually start to light up. You know, this, this thing is a superconductor. The brain is good. It's a great slave to the spirit once you get it renewed. You know, it's not transfigured by the removing of the mind. It's transfigured by the renewing of the mind. Amen? Without a, without a brain, you ain't here. You're not going to change the world. The brain is the superconductor out of the glory dimension into the natural dimension. Transfiguration, metamorphosis, Romans 12, 2, by the brain. 
It's all about the brain, the renewing of the brain, the renewing of the mind. The word mind in Greek is brain, carnal mind. The carnal mind becomes the mind of Christ by the river transfiguring it. The brain is a superconductor of glory, energy, and electricity from all the kingdom of heaven in your belly into the natural dimension. Oh my gosh. And your brain is going to get so smart that you'll look just like God. You'll look just like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is in the flesh. What makes Christ the Messiah is because he lived out of the Father, and the Father just totally renewed his mind. Jesus was getting his mind renewed for 33 years. Do you know that? Oh, it's true. Jesus grew. What is he growing in? Oh, he's perfect. Isn't he perfect? Well, yes, spiritually. And now the flesh that counts for nothing had to catch up. Amen? Oh, it's true. The blood and the brain had to catch up to his spirit. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. His spirit was always perfect. That's the spirit of the Lord. That's God himself in the flesh. Jesus Christ. But it took 33 years for his blood and his brain to catch up to his spirit. Oh, it's true. Jesus grew. The Bible teaches it. Until he was the exact representation of the invisible God at age 33, and the Father took him and fulfilled the new covenant. So that everyone that leans not on their own brain, but on his brain in their belly, in the spirit, in the glory in Christ in you, and realizes the glory, is constantly renewed by His brain, the mind of Christ. How many times does the Bible talk about you have the mind of Christ? Romans chapter 8, the mind of Christ. The kingdom of heaven is ruled by the mind of Christ. The seven spirits of God is the mind of Christ. Anyone that says otherwise is wrong. Days of Noah, rainbow, seven colors, seven spirits blazing. Where is that written? Revelation 5, 6. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, sent out into all the earth. Anyone that says otherwise does not know what they're talking about. I tell you the truth from experience. The seven spirits of God is the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. And they're like, well, he's before his throne. Well, just because Jesus let the Father do the works. The Holy Spirit did all the works of Christ's ministry before His throne when He was on earth. All Jesus did was flow in the river. He let the Holy Ghost do all the works. Jesus never added any carnal flesh, any carnal blood to any of the works of the Holy Spirit for three years in perfect ministry. That's how you do it. Hallelujah. We haven't learned how to do that yet. And now it's good. Now there's people out there that are getting it. Now listen, this is the most exciting time ever to be a Christian. And it's not bad for the charismatic church. We sound dramatic because people are dying in the charismatic church for lack of revelation. But I'm telling you, the, the charismatic church is going to go from 60-fold to 70-fold by realizing the glory in the fullness of the Godhead, of the throne of God and the Lamb and the river. This is the Trinity. You will not go from 60-fold to 61-fold unless you begin to be aware of the Godhead fully inside your belly, fully inside your spirit. That's how you go from charismatic to what is this? The fullness of the hundredfold glory realm. Not that I've already achieved this realm, but I'm definitely pressing into this realm to achieve it. It's true. Whatever it takes, I can see it. I can see it in my prophetic vision, that this is the promised land. This is what manifests the fullness of God the Father out of Christians' bellies. 
and anybody can tap into this. You could, you could right now be an evangelical, you could be a Roman Catholic, you could be a Lutheran, you could be a pagan for all we care. We don't care. You could be in the occult. We don't care about anything. And you listen to this message right now and immediately go into the 70-fold realm because there's so much power and impartation to bring your brain right into the glory dimension of Christ in you. You don't have to go 30, 60. You can jump right in to the glory of God. You can jump right into bringing your brain into the internal reality of the kingdom of heaven. And you never be bewitched a single day of your Christian life. That's what's so powerful about Revelation. It compounds. It's exponential. And people that receive the revelation of those who have been constantly pioneering it and going deeper in the glory and figuring all this stuff out and teaching and revelating and meditating and marinating and, and just getting completely undone from religion for years and years and years, all of that can be imparted into every listener with every word. And they can just skip all of the horrible stuff we've had to go through to pioneer this stuff. You know, like Lois and Clark, you can skip the crazy, you know, can we even say this word on the internet? The crazy savages. The cannibals. Can you say savages in 2019? They were. They would scalp you, man. There's some nasty, nasty Native American tribes that would drink your blood. Now, there's some good ones, too, but there's some nasty ones. They'd scalp you. They would drink your blood. While you're scalped, they'll you start eating your hair or something. You know, just, what, where are we? We're in hell. We're in hell right now. Hallelujah. But Lois and Clark are taking care of it for us, and we're clearing the path, getting rid of all the nasty animals, getting rid of all the nasty stuff, and going places where no one's ever gone before. And then you just, and then you got the railroads, and then you got, you got the roads, you got the highways, and then you got airplanes, and the paths get wider and the paths get easier. But there are paths in the spirit, and there are paths in the natural. And every path, like it says in Job, can be completely covered in oil, and your feet can be covered in butter. When all my paths were covered in oil and butter, Amen. Job twenty nine six, and that's where we're going. We've pioneered so much stuff, but everyone thought it was the devil, and they thought it was every name in the book. It's been called 10,000 times. But then when it becomes all oily, and it becomes all buttered, and people start to walk in and be like, nope, this is just beyond what we've known. This is actually the 61-fold, and all we've ever seen, even in the best of the best of the charismatic churches, is 60-fold at max, which is the best charismatic churches we've ever had in all history. It's the best they've ever been. When it's like people walk into the atmosphere of that 60-fold church and every sickness, every disease instantly healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not Satan, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The reason why we're so aggressive is because there is so much more. When you start to get into the 61, 62, 70, 80, and the internal realization of the glory, that's when you start to learn righteousness, and it starts to shake society. It's, it starts to flood Washington, D.C., and they're like scuba diving, holding up the Declaration of Independence, being like, this has never happened before in 300 years. Well, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. Amen? The floods in Washington, D.C., first in the natural, then in the spiritual. How many of y'all know the days of Noah are the days of floods? Well, it's not going to be like a big flood. It's going to be a big flood of glory. God is flooding. Those two earthquakes in California, God said it'll be a hundredfold greater than Azusa Street in Los Angeles. 
Those were principalities fallen, hello. Duh. <laughs> That's Jezebel dying and melting away. Duh. Hallelujah. California will be in revival for eternity. New York will be in revival for eternity. America, North America, will be in revival forevermore. See, we've got a thousand years now of time left, which is the millennium reign of Christ. But after that, it's eternity, and the earth is still here. Amen? Who wants to be here for eternity? Heaven on earth. Well, that's the whole point. Jesus died on the cross to restore all things. And we're like, take me home, it's so hard. Well, get your head back into heaven and out of hell. Stop serving the fallen angels, and it'll be like, man, this is actually a really nice place to live. So as long as I'm not religious and serving demons, this is really good. This feels great. This has been available the whole time I've been serving demons. And that mixture, and that waist-deep commitment, up to my loins, where I'm really still something, 50% is like, or, it's still about me. You know, look at how spiritual I am. Look at all my gifts. I'm prophesying words of knowledge. I'm healing the sick. I'm raising the dead. And I mean, listen, that stuff's great, but that, that ain't it. That ain't promised land. Gifts are not. Promised land is getting underwater and no longer being a human being. No longer recognized as a human. People look in your eyes and be like, you're either on drugs or you're a freaking alien. They say that to me every single day. You're either on drugs or you're not a human being. Just by looking in my eyes. You know, I try to not even make contact with people so they don't just start manifesting. <laughs> it's true. Because this, this God the Father, that's the Godhead in me. I've been living in that realm of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and the throne of God and the Lamb and the River internally for so long that it's just there's nothing left. And it keeps getting better every day. My mind just waking up to His ability. Not that I've arrived yet, but I'm telling you, there's people that have been practicing beyond 60-fold for a long time. They've called them mystics that are very fringe in Christianity. Like, we don't know about those people. The things that they say and do are outside the box of the 60-fold, and they're not accepted in mainstream charismania. But they're about to be. Because there's about to be an awakening that there's so much more to Christianity than anything you've ever known. And this promised land reality, this place of experience and breakthrough, is all about returning your soul to his soul. That's what the new covenant is, that your soul married his soul. But we haven't let his soul completely take over our souls yet. But that's the marriage covenant. That's the new covenant. And there are people that are going to be so married to him that are beginning to transfigure in their souls and physically manifest all of his glory for every eye to see. When people can physically see the glory emanating out of a human flesh body, but it's God the Father on the inside, that's when revival will hit. When they see the glory. When they feel the glory, it's one thing. They're feeling the glory. But when they see it, when it penetrates into their mind, into their brain, into their soul, and they see the glory manifesting through internally transfigured Christians that have gone beyond 64 to become God-inside-minded, to manifest as temples of the river of life, and to begin to wash everyone's souls and everyone's bloodlines and all animal flesh and all animal blood in the river of His love and begin to heal every sickness and disease by just manifesting rivers, manifesting the bright morning star radiance. How about this? 
Malachi chapter 4, you will see the Son of Righteousness rising with healing in His beams. That's really where we're going in sonship. Where there's a solar system internally that has so come up of the throne of God and the Lamb that do you have to really do much when you're sitting on that throne? No, you rule and reign a thousand years on that throne. So there will be a lot of people doing stuff, doing works, but this is actually the time of the revealing of the internal Godhead through those who have been intimate with Him, knowing Him on the inside for a long time. And it, and it really does take some time to marinate internally because it's a marriage. It's a relationship. You ever get to know someone in one day? I don't have time. Well, what are you going to do, marry a demon? You have time. You're in, you're in a covenant with God. You're married to God. You're developing a, re, a love relationship, and it's intimate, and you do get pregnant, and you do birth promises supernaturally. Amen? <laughs> Although Mary, you know, physically. Hallelujah. Don't worry. That'll never happen again. Just one Messiah. Amen. Jesus. But you get filled with that one Messiah. You get filled with that one star of Bethlehem. And it comes out of your belly. And it rises in your heart. As it rises in your heart, that's what renews your brain. Your brain's like, whoa, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Greater is the solar system internally than the solar system externally. Greater is the third heaven internally than the second heaven externally. And that's when your mind begins to realize the glory. Like, whoa. This is what Christianity actually is. And then the morning star rises in your heart and that solar system begins to shake everything that can be shaken and restore all things. In the days of Adam and Eve, that realm of the third heaven sun is what ruled the face of the earth. We're going back to that realm like Adam and Eve where we rule the face of the earth with the third heaven sun from within us through our renewed minds. The whole surface of the earth will be glorified. All nations, tribes, and tongues, all bloodlines will be cleansed and washed with the river of life. And it will sparkle. We're cleansing every nation, tribe, and tongue with the river of life, with the sun of righteousness, and with the star of Bethlehem from within us. The renewed mind has learned how to love to actually manifest it through people's hearts. And the life is in the blood, amen? But we need a lot more life. We need so much life that death is overcome and death is swallowed up in victory. This is by the burning of the holy fire in the bloodlines of the nations. And in the blood, you hit the brain. If you get the blood, you get the brain. And the brain begins to metamorphosize. The blood begins to boil, not with starlight, but with glory light. And it transfigures the person internally and they start to feel good because their sins are getting forgiven because their sinful nature is starting to boil and burn off of them. They're beginning to feel righteousness. Heaven on earth is a earth where righteousness dwells. Righteousness is bliss. Righteousness is ecstasy. Righteousness is being marinated internally and externally by the throne of God and the Lamb and the river, completely pickled in David's tabernacle of ever-increasing glory from within your own spirit man. And that's building on the solid rock, and no one can take that away from you. doesn't matter what comes at you, it'll just burn, because they're literally throwing it into the sun that created all the suns. They're throwing it into the glory of God. All it's going to do, every attack that comes at the in internal sun of righteousness, that comes at the throne of God and the Lamb and the river inside you, the Godhead within, any attack will just burn, because if you rely on Him, instead of you know trying to go after these people in your own flesh, what's the Father? The Father's just going to burn them up. 
You know, some of them will physically die. It says in Revelation 11, and those that attack the two witnesses are must die. They must die. But I believe that also means that they're, they're going to get burnt up with holy fire and begin to die to self. And Ezekiel 47, come to that place in the river and, and stop attacking those that have gone deeper in the glory, but actually begin to go deeper in the glory and die to their animal flesh and die to their animal brain and die to their animal religious spirit and die to the beast of the bottomless pit that constantly utters blasphemies out of the carnal nature. Amen. They're going to die to religion. They're going to die to the mixture. They're going to die to Jezebel. And the false prophet, they're going to die to the red dragon because there's no pride underwater. And the red dragon is the last thing that goes. And when that goes, guess what? Wealth transfer. The red dragon realm of the carnal mind of the beast is what controls all the finances of every nation on earth. But almost no one has sacrificed the pride within themselves to even touch that realm yet. But we're getting there by revelation. And by intimacy with our bridegroom king, we're getting there. He's teaching us his ways, his kingly ways, his priestly ways, to be the priesthood and the kings of Melchizedek on earth as it is in heaven. And we're growing in wisdom, we're growing in revelation, and we're growing in intimate knowledge of him, of the father of our glory, getting our glory fathered into a greater glory that can actually rule this earth better than what we've had under the governors and tutors under flesh and blood. Amen? Flesh and blood is not going to rule this world for very, very much longer. That's what the floods in Washington, D.C. are all about. Flesh and blood has ruled for a very long time, literally since the curse of the fall. But now, angelic-like sons and daughters of the living God will begin to rule cities and nations angelically with the mountain of fire that is chief of all the mountains in the last days, and mountains symbolize governments. And this mountain of burning fire is Mount Zion. It's a supernatural mountain. It's actually God the Father Himself. Mount Zion is God the Father. <laughs> Amen. So you know that what, what does this universe have against God the Father? The only issue is our heads have not been that submitted to God the Father. Our heads have been out here doing all kinds of strange fire, dead works, self-righteousness. <laughs> Most of our heads are still in covenant with Jezebel let alone in covenant with Mount Zion and God the Father, burning mountain of anointing oil. So we haven't really tasted many of these realms yet, but this is where we're going. And it's going to be glorious. And there's an acceleration on it. And the acceleration is according to your sacrifice of self, to the sacrifice of your idols, the sacrifice of your immorality, the sacrifice of your sorceries, and the sacrifice of your bloodlines, and the sacrifice of your animal souls to the gold altar before his throne of Revelation 8.3. If you guys want to sow into this ministry, donate at rethermin.com. You sow into the glory realm, you'll reap from the glory realm. What you reap and what you sow, that which you'll reap. And the measure that you sow is the measure that you reap. It is written. You sow a little, you reap a little. You sow a lot, you reap a lot. It's true. Start sowing in hundreds, you'll reap in hundreds. Start sowing in thousands, you'll reap thousands. Donate at rethermin.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.